This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu to download or purchase this book. The Philosophy of the Christian Curriculum, Russus J. Rushtuni, Ross House Books, Vallecito, California. Part 3. Chapter 1. Education and the Fall. Up or Down? Humanism in the modern era has had a very simple and effective plan for conquest, control of education. By taking control of the child's mind, it has effectively determined the future for the past century and a half. It has so thoroughly dominated education that even most of its enemies are extensively conditioned by the basic doctrines of humanism. Where education from kindergarten through college is controlled by status humanism, most of its products regularly reflect that faith. As a result, Christian pastors and laymen who believe themselves to be militantly reformed are often humanistic in spite of themselves. On the whole, the longer a minister is out of seminary, the more the basic pattern of his education, humanism, asserts itself against his rather brief training in reformed theology. Moreover, whereas once the reformed faith was a total world and life view, it is not only a theology, a fact which is compelling evidence of retreat. Reformed theologians as late as Dabney were still men who saw the faith as determinative of every area of life, not merely of theology and the doctrine of the church. Now, politics, economics, science, art, and the whole range of disciplines are largely left to the humanists, modernists, neo-evangelicals, and neo-reformed thinkers, whose essential purpose is humanism in some form or another. The key to a recovery of reformed world and life view is Christian education, and basic to a sound doctrine of Christian education is a biblical view of creation and the fall. I have deliberately raised a false question with respect to the fall in order to call attention to a dangerous approach to the subject. We are accustomed to thinking of the humanistic perspective in terms of evolutionary theory in its simplest forms, namely, the ascent of man from some kind of, quote, ape, unquote, ancestry to the status of a man. The direction in such thinking is clearly up. It is on the ascent of man. It would seem clear that an emphasis on the, quote, downward, end quote, character of human nature would be congenial to biblical thought. This, however, is not necessarily so. A considerable body of sophisticated modern thought posits some kind of fall for man. It influences apparent in neo-orthodoxy, Marxism, Freudianism, and all other schools of thought. And its key word is alienation. Man's fall in such thinking is into self-consciousness, individualism, and a separate and distinct sense of identity. The result has been an alienation from the group and the loss of group identity in favour of individual identity. One ostensibly ugly consequence of the, quote, fall, end quote, is the sense of guilt. Modern man speaks not of sin, but of guilt, or more accurately, the feeling of guilt. Man's self-consciousness and his God-consciousness have cursed him with guilt. A modern writer complains, quote, I feel guilty for everything, end quote. The same writer, a Jewess, continues, quote, 
Why had I been cursed with such a hypertrophed superego? Was it just being Jewish? What did Moses do for the Jews anyway by leading them out of Egypt and giving them the concept of one God, matzo bal soup, and everlasting guilt? Couldn't he just have left them alone worshipping cats and bulls and falcons or living like the other primates? To whom, as my sister Randy always reminds me, they are so closely related. Is it any wonder that everyone hates the Jews for giving the world guilt? Couldn't we have gotten along nicely without it? just sloshing around in the primeval slush and worshipping dung beetles and effing when the mood struck us. End quote. Jong, who writes with ability and ruthless honesty, has ably posed the problem others fumble with. The problem is this. The Christian believes that man feels guilty and is guilty because he has fallen, because he is by nature a sinner. The humanist believes, rather, that man is fallen because he feels guilty. The solution for the existentialist humanist is to eliminate the sense of guilt and the fall will be eliminated. For the Marxist, the solution is to eliminate self-consciousness and the private personality and the fall or alienation will be eliminated. For psychoanalysis and many psychiatrists, man's problem is the feeling of guilt and salvation is to live beyond guilt, beyond the knowledge of good and evil beyond all religious and moral training. For modern pornography, man's problems, again, is the feeling of guilt, and liberation or salvation is to live without guilt. Such thinking is increasingly basic to humanism, and has been since Nietzsche and Freud. For education, it means that the fall of man is essentially biblical religion, which must be eradicated, and whose influence must be overcome in order to deliver man into paradise regained. All too many churchmen view the undisciplined and amoral products of status education as evidences of the failures of these schools. On the contrary, they are evidences of their success. It is the biblical doctrine of the fall which requires regeneration, morality and discipline. The humanistic versions of the fall see things as roadblocks to man's recovery from the fall. The essence of humanism and the fall is man's attempt to be his own god, determining good and evil for himself and in relationship to himself. Genesis 3, 1-5 This means a denial of any objective standard of good and evil in favour of a subjective one. Good then becomes what is good for me and evil is what is evil for me without reference to any other standard. This means that Objectively considered, all human actions are equal or equivalent. Whether a man commits murder, theft or adultery is not itself good or evil, but only insofar as it serves his needs and wishes successfully. As a result, Sartre holds, quote, that all human activities are equivalent, for they all tend to sacrifice man in order that the self-course may arise, and that all are on principle doomed to failure. Thus, it amounts to the same thing whether one gets drunk alone or is a leader of nations. If one of these activities takes precedence over the other, this will not be because of its real goal, but because of the degree of consciousness which it possesses of its ideal goal. And in this case, it will be the quietism of the solitary drunkard which takes precedence over the vain agitation of the leader of nations. End quote. 
This principle of the equality of all human action, because of the absence of any transhuman norms or laws, means, as Sartre points out, the repudiation of, quote, the spirit of seriousness, end quote. Life is no longer real nor earnest, but a cosmic accident, and hence to be treated as a bad joke. The spirit of seriousness is a spirit of self-consciousness, or the awareness of the awareness of responsibility before God and to God. It is a knowledge of guilt in relationship to that responsibility for the fallen, or of grateful obedience for the redeemed. For those to whom the fall is from an animal oblivion to righteousness, it follows, in Seidenberg's words, quote, Conceivably, we may return to the Garden of Eden en masse, on pain of abandoning all knowledge of good and evil, end quote. It follows further from this humanistic idea of man's fall that God's law is the major roadblock to man's liberation. As a result, antinomianism is the lifeblood of the modern world, is the lifeblood of the modern worldview, and this antinomianism has all but captured the churches. We have come a long way from 1663 when John Cotton, whose influence in framing the laws of Massachusetts was great, declared, quote, the best form of government to make the Lord God our governor is the best form of government in a Christian commonwealth, that form of government where, one, the people that have the power of choosing their governors are in covenant with God, two, wherein the men chosen by them are godly men and fitted with a spirit of government, three, in which the laws they rule are the laws of God, four, wherein laws are executed, inheritance allotted, and civil differences are composed, according to God's appointment. Because modern humanistic education, especially since John Dewey, regards biblical faith as the heart of man's problem, is antinomian to the core, and works to create an until psychology in man, it must be seen as militantly anti-Christian. The decline of Christian faith has not been accidental. A. A. Hodge was right when, almost a century ago, he predicted, quote, I am as sure as I am of Christ's reign that a comprehensive and centralised system of national education, separated from religion, as is now commonly proposed, will prove the most appalling enginery for the propagation of anti-Christian and atheistic unbelief and of anti-social nihilistic ethics, individual, social and political, which this sin-rent world has ever seen. End quote. As we have seen, it is not sufficient to ask whether the, quote, fall, end quote, was up after Darwin or, quote, down, end quote, after Freud. This fall was from original righteousness in the Lord, from covenant keeping to covenant breaking. Restoration means regeneration and obedience. It means life within the covenant. To claim adherence to the covenant and yet to give our children to the enemy to rear is Moloch worship. It is disobedience to the covenant. Christian education, Christian schools are thus a religious necessity. A faithful church cannot long endure or prosper without Christian schools. The church is then rootless, out of place and simply a relic in a humanistic society. Because biblical religion is a total faith and our God a total and sovereign Lord, we must claim every area of life and thought for Christ. And the area of education is a central one and next to the family, most basic to the life of man. As Van Til has observed, quote, 
Modern man has his own substitute for historic Christianity. He, not God, determines the goal of life. He must be his own standard of right and wrong. He must provide his own power of motivation. The function of the status schools is at every point to influence the child to determine the goals of his life in independence from God, church and family. The child is encouraged to set his own goals and to see himself as the final reference point in human experience. The child is systematically separated from God and attached to humanistic society. Since Dewey, separation, alienation or lack of attachment to any group of men is the ultimate in offence. Van Tellers noted, quote, The most harmful influences are those which bring ultimate separation between groups of men. Any experience which is not attainable by all men is evil, end quote. The memoirs of men and women in earlier and more godly eras indicate that their youthful mental stress was over their inadequate conformity to the word of God. Contemporary data is overwhelmingly clear that mental stress with youth and adults today is over inability to conform adequately with the words and standards of men. We miss the point if we blame motion pictures and television for this problem. It existed before they arrived on the scene, although they have aggravated the problem. The real cause is an anti-Christian system of education which, because it is humanistic in essence, predisposes modern man to be conformed to man rather than to God. We cannot be systematically and truly conformed to God as a people until our education is conformed to him also. This means Christian schools. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom.